You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. I begin with a tale. A tale from the Ellis household that I have shared before, but I just felt in my spirit that some young father needed this kind of ministry and help for me today, and so I am here to help you. If you are wondering why Mother's Day is such a big deal, let me show you the way more perfectly as I did Father Tom many moons ago. We were pretty new in our parenting experience, and um, it was Mother's Day. And Tom said, you know, it's really not fair that Mother's Day is such a bigger deal than Father's Day. And he didn't know, Drew. Well, he was about to find out, I'll tell you that. He said, you know, on Mother's Day, you can't even get a reservation. All the restaurants are booked. They've been booked for months. And Father's Day, it's no problem at all. So full disclosure, my mouth has always been my vice. And God's answer to my prayers to help me control my tongue is that he often scrambles my thoughts in moments like that so that I really cannot speak. There are so many things happening inside my brain. I'm like, okay, God, you're trying to help me out. And so I said nothing. I didn't respond that day. I didn't take the bait. And I thought to myself, buddy, just you wait. Someday the Lord's going to give me an unction and I'm going to show you why. Mother's Day is a bigger deal. And that day came. And it was the night that our three darlings all had symptoms of a stomach virus within minutes of each other. This stuff never happens in the afternoon. Can I get an amen? Like 3 o'clock in the morning, the witching hour, as nurses are prone to call it, absolutely about 3 a.m. one night, I hear the dreaded, Mom, doors are slamming, people are crying. Of course, I'm up like a shot, ready to go. And I look around, and things are happening all around me, all at the same time. And so, of course, Father Tom drags himself out of bed and just stands there (laughs) and stares. And so we established that night a process that we have honored uh, till now, that when something like this happens, his job is simply to pick up the child and put her in the tub. It's all you got to do. I'll take care of the rest. And so that night, as he was carrying little children into the bathroom to place them in the bathtub for my direction, and I was taking sheets off of beds, do you understand what I'm saying? Full throttle, deep into this very horrible situation. I looked at Tom and I said, and this is exactly why Mother's Day will always be a bigger deal than Father's Day. And so for those of you who may be wondering, there you go. Amen. It is still true. But this morning, I want to share with you a thought that the Lord has been talking to me about for some time. And it's not limited to just the mothers in this place. 
But I feel the touch of the Lord here and confirms to me that God wants to speak to the women, the ladies, the girls in this room in a very specific way. And my prayer is that you are encouraged and instructed in the ways that God would have you to be on Mother's Day. Amen. So I'm going to read to you from Proverbs chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make known my words to you. And this morning, with Jesus' help, I want to speak to you from this thought. Why wisdom is a woman. Why wisdom is a woman. As some of you know, I love studying women of the Bible. There are incredible stories in it of women, much like you and I, who were moms and sisters and aunts and grandmothers and friends. Some were even, even orphans. Some were teachers, some were evangelists, missionaries, caregivers who loved God and served their generation in profoundly significant ways. And it's all right here. And their example, I believe, is specific to us as women, that no matter who we are or where we came from, God has a role for us to play beyond what our past says and beyond what others have said about us. The Bible proves through women specifically, that God will use whoever is willing to do anything that he needs done here on earth. In fact, I believe that Jesus Christ was the ultimate women's liberator. Amen. Amen. And so today I'm thankful that we serve a God who is not only our creator, but did not limit us in his creation of us by our gender by our social status, by our ethnicity. He loves all of us, and all of us have purpose on our lives. Amen. And so this morning, I want to draw your attention to the fact that in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is referred to as a lady. In fact, it is a theme of the book itself. Now, to be clear, this is not to be taken in a literal sense, but this personification of wisdom provides an illustration for us to help us understand women's or wisdom's unique role in life, specifically in the life of a believer. Now, in our most recent Growth University series, we studied the wisdom books. And we learned the Hebrew word for wisdom is chukmah. And this word for wisdom implies skill, not just knowledge. According to God's definition in Scripture, wisdom is more than knowing something in theory. And again, Pastor Tom provides a wonderful example of this for us today. Here we go, babe. We're backing up. Our time. You see, he may know, and he started to admit this to you this morning, he may know in theory what is supposed to happen when I'm not home. He possesses the knowledge of these things, the routine on a, on a list in the kitchen, in a text where I have carefully outlined for him rules, roles, responsibilities, so that there is no question what needs to happen while I am away. But he has proven many times. 
He lacks the wisdom. He lacks the skill to execute these tasks in my absence. And so, I know, I know. But the fact that he and our three girls form a mutual admiration society does not help us at all in these situations. There have been numerous occasions where I have returned weary from one thing or another only to find that nothing has been accomplished while I've been gone. Absolutely nothing. And when I ask Tom, he'll just say, well, you know, we were just having fun together. (laughs) He's even admitted, oh, I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) Or my favorite one is, but they said that's not what you really meant. So I just figured (laughs) I was confused. You were more than confused. I mean, just total chaos. But the point being, That to know something doesn't necessarily mean we understand how to use what we know. Wisdom is the use of knowledge in a way that protects the people of God. And wisdom teaches us how to please God in our obedience to him. This skill of wisdom this morning is something that God is not only the source of, but the Bible assures us he gives it freely to anyone who needs it and asks for it. Amen. And so it's also important that you and I understand that in Hebrew thought, our journey towards wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. This does not mean that you and I are afraid of him, but we have a healthy respect for his definition of what is good and what is evil. According to scripture, reverence towards God is the starting block of all Wisdom. And that is why we live in a society that lacks wisdom. Their philosophies and worldviews are foolish because they do not reverence God. They do not define good and evil as he defines good and evil. And they are all kinds of confused because of it. They cannot even clearly define the most basic components of what it means to be a human being. Because they do not fear God. And so you and I will never fit in to this world. The Bible tells us God has made foolish the wisdom of this world. And it reminds me of what James warns us. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And so today on Mother's Day, it's very interesting to me that wisdom is a she In the Bible, over and over again, wisdom is female. Now, full disclosure, before we get puffed up, ladies, foolishness is also female. (laughs) So we need to keep this all in perspective. But back to the good stuff, wisdom being a woman. This idea of personification, giving human traits to something that isn't human, is by no means new or exclusive to the Bible. Over time, the use of feminine pronouns has included boats, cars, engines. We're all very familiar with terms like Mother Earth, Mother Nature. Nations have been referred to as she, hurricanes. Up until recent years, we're named after women, and I must admit, rightfully so. We can admit that. 
But most notably for us as the church, the church is identified as female, for we are the bride of Christ. And so throughout Proverbs, we are assured of wisdom's motive and practicality in our lives that wisdom calls out to us as the children of God. Proverbs chapter 8 says, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way, in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Wisdom, God's wisdom, cries out to you and I today. And I believe that the Bible is telling us here that God reaches out to help us through his wisdom. Wisdom is trying to help us, to save us from ourselves, if you will, much like mothers do. There's nothing like being called by name by your mother. No one says your name like your mom does. No one uses your full name as often as your mother does. And there's nothing like hearing a mom call for her kid. If you've been in a store and a mom is frantically calling out to her child, I have been that mom twice with Emma in a Target. I had the whole store shut down because I could not find my child. It's a very big deal. And so I say all that to assure us that God's wisdom is not a mystery. It's not meant to be aloof. God is not some big grump in the sky waiting for you and I to mess up so that he can teach us a lesson. But rather, the Bible is telling us that through wisdom, God is reaching out to help us. We have several books of the Bible dedicated to this assurance that God wants us to know how to live our lives. He wants to show us how to please him. We don't have to walk around blindly trying to figure this out on our own. Proverbs chapters 2 says, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. And so throughout the book, we are made to know that of all the things you and I could pursue or possess, ladies, nothing is more valuable than what lady wisdom offers to us. Proverbs 8 says, receive my instruction, this is wisdom talking, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Wisdom, though challenging to our finite carnal minds, is intended by God to teach us how to live, not just in his favor today, but in his unique blessing. And so on this particular day, I believe that there is much for us to understand about what God desires for us as his children through a basic understanding of what wisdom does. Through my study, I have found that wisdom's role in our lives answers the question as to why it is specifically referred to as a she in the scripture. You see, wisdom instructs and wisdom protects. These two things cover the most basic maternal instincts. 
The priority of teaching and protecting is something shared by moms in the animal world as well as the human world. It's one of the most basic intuitions we as women have to teach others and to protect others. And so there are incredible stories that I'm sure you've heard before of what mothers are willing to do to protect their own. Without hesitation, even by instinct, mothers will throw themselves in harm's way for the sake of their own. And so God uses this lady wisdom to teach us. The Bible says, I wisdom traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Proverbs 15, the lips of the wise disperse knowledge wisdom teaches. Secondly, God uses his wisdom to protect us. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And so like a mother to her children, everything God requires of us in his infinite wisdom is meant to teach us and is meant to protect us. And so this morning, I quickly want to take you to 1 Samuel chapter 25, And in this chapter, we read about a woman named Abigail. She is one of my favorite women in scripture. I believe she provides for us a great example of why wisdom is a woman in scripture. The Bible tells us that Abigail was a beautiful and sensible woman. Sadly, she was married to an idiot. (laughs) If you don't believe me, read 1 Samuel 25 today. His name was Nabal. His name actually means fool. So there you have it. And the Bible tells us that Nabal was harsh and evil. And in this chapter, we find Nabal making himself an enemy of King David. How stupid. He treats David very coolly and very disrespectfully. And this was not good. So much so that it was about to go down between this guy named Nabal and the king of Israel. David essentially said, all right, let's do this. You want a piece of me? Let's go. And so where this story takes an interesting turn is that the Bible tells us that one of the young men that see this unfold between Nabal and King David run and goes and tells Nabal's wife, Abigail, which tells us a lot right there about the kind of woman that she was. And Abigail does what women do so well in a crisis. She springs into action. She takes charge. Her maternal instincts kick in and she starts telling everyone what the plan is. The plan was to give David the honor that he deserved and to beg for mercy to be extended to their household in spite of Nabal's foolishness. And so Abigail goes ahead of everyone else and literally throws herself in front of King David and she becomes an intercessor. She says to David, punish me. 
instead of all of the innocent people that are under our roof. She gives this impassioned speech carefully, wisely appealing to King David as God's man. And this is what she says in verse 31. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, remember your maid servant. Then David said to Abigail, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to me. And blessed is your advice and blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to me, surely by morning light, no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. And so though briefly mentioned, Abigail's example speaks loudly and clearly to us on this Mother's Day. As I hasten to my closing, it's worth noting that the Bible describes Abigail as beautiful. A description limited to only a few women in Scripture, Rachel and Esther, But Abigail wasn't just a pretty face. Abigail was wise. It was not her beauty that made her a powerful influence in her world. It was her wisdom. In a world that limits women's value to what will soon fade away, you and I must see our value as God sees it in us. In fact, it is the book of wisdom that says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Abigail responds immediately and humbly. Abigail was not dominated by fear in that moment, although to be sure she must have been afraid. John the Beloved wrote that love has the power to remove fear in us. Love is more powerful than fear this morning. And mothers are a powerful example of the fact that love gives us the courage and the faith to act no matter what the circumstance might be. Abigail was motivated by a desire not only to protect herself, but to protect everyone that was in her care. People depended on her. People needed her voice and her influence in their lives. And so Abigail responds in a very intense moment with the future in mind. You see, my friends, wisdom puts the present in the right perspective for us. We live in a culture that is driven by feelings rather than by wisdom And the truth that we see every day is that passion is not enough. Knowledge is not even enough to help us do or find what is right. But it is only through God's insight that we can respond in life and not react. God's word, his wisdom challenges our carnal nature to consider the weight of our actions, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others. And so what inspires me so much this morning and what I am trying to help us see today 
is that the power of Lady Wisdom and God's plan for our lives is that Abigail's wisdom instructed a king and protected her household. Wisdom helped right the wrong that someone else had done. Abigail was a peacemaker when she could have been a victim. But wisdom helped her save herself and others. I found a quote as I was studying this week that I thought was so encouraging. I want to share it with you. It says this, that God's wisdom should be characterized in feminine language indicates a real affirmation of and respect for women. The world needs women who live reflecting the image of God in them. Now is the time to truly reflect God's nature in us as females. Now is the time, my friends, to be a woman of biblical proportions. Now is not the time to be a spiritual minimalist. I understand that minimalism is in vogue right now, and that's fine if you are drawn to that approach, but please do not let it influence your spiritual life. We need Proverbs 31 women in the days that we are living in. We need virtuous women in these last days, women that are all in living for Jesus Christ every day of the week, everywhere that they go. Amen. We as women are called to serve in every role that we have, in every environment that we find ourselves. But we ladies cannot live by our emotions. We cannot be controlled by the past. We cannot be influenced by the godless ways of this world. And so today, I'm going to invite all of the women today up to the front. If you're comfortable, if you're a lady, a, a young lady, I want you to come to the front together. We need wisdom. And there is no wisdom apart from God. It is a part of who he is. And so we need um, that, that God not only be the one that is speaking to us, but we need his church, which is why I've asked you to come, to help us correctly apply what he is saying to you and I in this moment in this season of our lives, in its challenges, in the questions that we don't have answers for. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. Proverbs 16 verse 2 says, There is a way that seems right, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so, ladies, girls, if you don't hear anything else I say, hear this, that wisdom, God's wisdom, is not found in isolation. We can acquire knowledge on our own, but wisdom comes to us in God's plan through others. In fact, Proverbs makes us to know this over and over again, that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. 
But he who heeds counsel is wise. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety for you and I. By God's design, wisdom is something that you and I cannot acquire through our own understanding of the truth. I can know what the Word of God says, but I need His church to help me correctly apply it in my life and in my situation. And that's why Paul does extensive teaching in the New Testament that he gives apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers that the Lord, the Spirit of God gives the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Huge red flags that say you and I cannot figure it out on our own. And we're not supposed to figure it out on our own. One last verse for you. Through wisdom a house is built. And by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. God's wisdom in our lives when we're open to it. When we're looking for it in the right places. Can bless every part of who we are. And our lives and every person that our lives can touch. And so this morning on Mother's Day, I want to lead you in two specific prayers. The first one is that we're going to pray for ourselves individually. I have no doubt, because it's how God's Word works, that while I've been speaking to you today, God has brought up a need or a question or a prayer request in your life that you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do next. God has to help me. And today the Lord wants you to be encouraged that his wisdom is fully available to you and that when you ask, it will be given. And so it's important for us to acknowledge in a moment like this that God, I do not have it all figured out on my own. You may have no family to rely on. You may have a wonderful family to rely on. But it doesn't take long in life to realize I need all the help that I can get to live for God, to raise my children the right way, to be a witness in this dark, dark world. And so if you're comfortable, I'm going to invite you to bow your head with me, and we are going to ask the Lord to give us what he has promised to give us, wisdom. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for this amazing group of women and girls that are at the front here. God, you know the heaviness, the unique burden that we carry as women, even as children, God, we see the world in a different way. We feel the heaviness of life from young ages, God, because that's how you've made us in your image. And so, God, I pray for every woman, every girl here that maybe feels overwhelmed. They're in a situation they don't know how to handle. Maybe they feel very alone in life. They want help, but they don't know who to ask. Maybe they're embarrassed. They don't know what to do. God, I believe that your presence is here in such a way today that you want to rest us assured. You want to lay your hand upon us to say, I've got you. I can help you. I want to help you. Just ask. And so if you feel the Lord touching you in this moment, would you just raise your hands and surrender? I believe that God can speak a word to you right now. 
that is exactly what you need. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. Let's just respond to the presence of the Lord here for a minute. I know he's talking to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and care for us. Thank you, Jesus. In our second prayer, if you feel comfortable, I want you to find somebody near you. And if you're comfortable, lay your hand on their shoulder, connect with them in some way. I want you to agree together to maybe carry a burden in prayer right now. Because wisdom is a teacher. Wisdom protects. And that appeals to us uniquely as women because that's what we do by God's design very naturally. And so would you let God use you in that way right now to love and to stand with the women in this church, maybe a friend that brought you here today. God, I love you and I thank you for your great care for us this morning. God, I feel your presence covering us as we're praying today. Lord, we struggle in and of ourselves. This world has tried in significant ways to isolate us from each other. But Lord, we push against it now in the name of Jesus. We call on you, Lord, for the sake of someone else. We place ourselves like Abigail, God, as an intercessor to say, God, help. Teach them, Lord. Protect them like only you can. As you give wisdom, Lord, freely to my friend, Lord, will you help them? Will they let you know, God? Will they know of assurance that you are speaking to them now? Confirm in every heart that you see exactly where we are and what we need. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.